to the Settlecast. This is episode number two. My name is Camden Busey. It's Thanksgiving. It's early in the morning on Thanksgiving, and I have uh, arisen before my family. I've taken this opportunity to be reading, catching up, and collecting my thoughts, and I thought I'd record a podcast episode because it's been a little bit more than a week. Um, Just a few days ago, I returned from my annual hunting trip down to southern Illinois on some of my in-laws' property. Now, I head down there a few times per year, but the weekend before Thanksgiving is always the opening of firearm deer season. It's a rich tradition on my my mother-in-law's side and uh, has become a rich tradition for me, and I've been trying to uh, inculcate uh, many of these these practices and thoughts and traditions within my own family. You know, really this time of year, I think quite a bit about family heritage and legacy and how those are specifically connected to the places where we live. Uh, My mother-in-law owns property down south for many years. Uh, She had it in uh, trust with her brothers and sisters. And just this last year, they have uh, divided it up into individual owners or, or at least the owners and their spouses. But my father-in-law also owns property about an hour north of that location. Both of these spots are five, six hours away from me. Still in Illinois, so I can hunt them as a resident, but they're they're far away. It's not places I can just go to on a whim. I have to make a, make a plan and uh, set up and find a place to stay or at least camp on the property, which I do often when I'm down there. But what's interesting and has been helpful to me is to think of these places not just as places where there's wildlife, like a just a, a like a like an amusement park or something, a place where I'm allowed to go and hunt things, but as a place that I get to participate in and contribute toward. Uh, they are the rich traditions. On my mother-in-law's side, her father had over the years as a school teacher even had purchased a property and put together uh, a location, a couple locations, rather sizable locations as far as hunting properties go. It transformed some former farmland into natural native habitat. He planted forests, trees, uh, cultivated the ground and and the environment to allow for a place for uh, native wildlife, native species, white-tailed deer, turkeys, all sorts of birds, you name it, and the trees that that belong onto on this landscape to to thrive and to provide a, a wonderful ecosystem. My wife's grandfather and uh, her uncles also have hunted that property for many years, not just on firearm deer season, but uh, other seasons too for turkey, and um, spent a lot of time on that property, developing it, cultivating it. In, in essence, stewarding the property, I believe, in, in line with um, many of the commands and, and the intent that the Lord gave us in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Uh, there, there's so many themes here um, regarding the people of God, covenant, inheritance, stewardship over creation that I feel demonstrated, exemplified, and, and in many ways just um, worked out in a very simple, practical way. But the same is, is true on my father-in-law's side as well. He has a farm that he owns uh, with his brother and uh, with his uh, 
niece, and uh, it's it's an actual operating farm, uh, which is uh, managed by and taken care of by uh, tenant farmers. Where they 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 have a an arrangement where the farmer farms the land and receives a, a percentage of the proceeds from the land. Um, but on that land, also not just are bean and cornfields, um, but is a lot of CRP. CRP land is uh, um, I'm failing to remember specifically the acronym, but it's a government, a federal government program in which uh, farmers uh, receive a payment. Uh, from the federal government to leave portions of their land uh, wild and not to cultivate it, not to farm it. And it's a wonderful program. It's very important, but it actually leads to better farming nationwide and uh, a thriving of native wildlife and habitat, native species. So it's a way to incentivize uh, farmers to leave the property, leave the land in a way that would have benefit, I believe, uh, for our our uh, our country, our land long term. But there are also wonderful side benefits, such as having places to hunt and places where the wildlife can go and live and hide. And on his property has quite a few deer and turkey and other things that move in and out of the CRP out into the fields and into the, the forests around. But more than that, there also is an old house, a house that was built, I believe, in the Civil War era. And my father-in-law's family has lived in that house and worked that land for generations, I think three or four generations now. And we're trying to continue the history, trying to build the legacy. And I've been hunting down there a few times now over the last couple of years and trying to make connections with local people that also have a lot of history and recollection of my wife's grandparents and, and others on that property. And uh, it's been encouraging. But I see myself, in a way, as a steward uh, of this history, of this tradition, a link between my wife's parents, their ancestors, and my children, which have their blood. I, I'm, a, I'm an in-law. You know, they've received me into the family. I couldn't be happier. I'm, I always feel welcome. I'm thankful to have married a wonderful woman um, and to be part of this tradition. I didn't just marry one a woman. I did. You get my, what I'm saying. But along with that comes a whole family, a history, and a tradition that you're part of and responsible to. And uh, I feel that and I appreciate that. But I'm I'm seeking also to not only enjoy and cultivate history and memories and tradition for myself, but to do that as a steward of something that I hope to pass on to my children. And so this year, I felt that maybe increasingly, I felt that more maybe than even years in the past. Uh, because these things you, you recognize don't just, they don't just exist on their own. You have to work for them. You have to protect them. You have to build them. And uh, it's it requires a lot of effort in order to pass these traditions down, especially if you want a workable land and a, a useful land. It's hard work. Uh, we see that after the fall into sin uh, with the curse, what it requires, uh, toil, labor, the sweat of our brow. We see a lot of biblical themes here, um, the themes of the people of God and covenant inheritance. Um, these are all themes that I intend to explore on this podcast uh, from a theological perspective, of course, 
but I also greatly appreciate uh, the works of, of writers, conservationists, you know, philosophers, anthropologists on these subjects, even from a non-Christian perspective, uh, insofar as they're dealing with issues of common grace and working out thoughts about uh, the land um, from a human vantage point. Um, and two that I would cite are the works of uh, Wendell Berry and Aldo Leopold. I recommend Wendell Berry. I love everything he's written. I haven't read all of it. I'm working on it. Uh, but I especially love his nonfiction. My wife uh, delights in his fiction. But even his fiction is replete with many of these themes of land and history. Uh, his, his novels, one I've read, which is phenomenal, is titled Hannah Coulter. But all of his novels uh, in this in this uh, vein are all found in the same place. So you see different generations of families that exist and live. And, uh, you know, one novel might be 100 years later than another, but yet it's the descendants of characters that are found in other novels. So even in the way that he develops his fiction, he is working through themes and uh, motifs of history in a place. That's something that resonates with me. Uh, my father grew up um, in Stillman Valley, Illinois. I grew up in Stillman Valley, Illinois. Not too far from there, uh, his parents grew up. And lots of the families in the surrounding area of that small town of about 1100 in north central Illinois, uh, they also grew up there and are third, fourth, fifth generation people. And have a very rich tradition there and a history. You can go back and, and recall memories. And um, the people are on the land. They're on their land, the land that they've worked for years, the land that their fathers worked, their grandfathers, their great-grandfathers. And um, you can't take that for granted, especially in this day and age when people are so mobile, um, moving around. And there's advantages to that too. But there's something to be said about having a connection to a place and having that be multi-generational. So Wendell Berry is excellent on these matters, but another is Aldo Leopold, and I would highly recommend his book, A Sand County Almanac, which is about a county up in Wisconsin. Aldo Leopold is a, a tremendous um, conservationist, I believe, and many people would even consider him to be the father, the father of modern conservationism modern conservation. And uh, Aldo Leopold has written some tremendous things. I, I hope to um, maybe work through some of his shorter writings on the podcast, but one of my favorites is a little piece he wrote on uh, migrating geese. You might think, well, that sounds kind of innocuous or mundane or boring. But Leopold has a tremendous way to take something that you might not even notice as a modern person. But if you investigate it closely and you start to get a, you live close to the land, you feel it, you experience it, you are aware of your surroundings. Um, he's able to, to draw the mind, draw your attention to the seemingly uh, ordinary things and to appreciate them for what they are, for the seasons and for the sense of place, what it means to be in a place uh, with all of its ebbs and flows and changes uh, throughout the seasons and throughout the years. Wendell Berry and Aldo Leopold. So 
as we uh, kind of continue this venture and this uh, journey on this podcast. Uh, I hope to develop these themes here along with other themes and other things I'm interested in outside of the uh, conservation and anthropological space. But um, looking forward to considering more, thinking through these things and beginning a conversation uh, with all of you listeners. Thanks so much for listening to The Settlecast. Cast.